to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ken. I'm Davius. This is episode number 37. I guess let's talk about Battlegrounds. So, um, the Sweaties are back. The right? Swampies are back. The Swampies. The Swampies are back. Right. <laughs> yep. We just have that's, to keep. That's what they're all just, saying. <laughs> that's what everyone's saying now. It's totally caught on. Um, uh, by sweaties or swampies, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, people who may, haven't been listening yeah. for a long time have no idea. This dumb inside joke. You know, Dude, what the it's heck like, is a swampy badge? What does that even mean? <laughs> There's some episode a while back where I don't even know how it came up, but we were we were using the word swampy instead of sweaty to refer to really intense <laughs> battlegrounds matches. And, it and was it, funny, trust us. And okay? greatness was born, all right? <laughs> it Just was believe hilarious. us. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, by sweaties, swampies, we mean uh, group battlegrounds. You can make a pre-made battleground group and queue up and fight against other pre-maids. Uh, I think not an episode has passed that we haven't complained about the fact that it was <laughs> that grouping was taken away from battlegrounds even though we tried our hardest but we still somehow we just kind of dropped little hints in there i mean it was basically that was just the game to us was just grouping up and playing battlegrounds over and yeah. over and over again you know which that's exactly what it was to us but it's still and we're only we're only a day into this thing and it still caught me off guard how much I enjoyed you, uh, group battlegrounds. You know, we we hopped in and did a couple, and I still was surprised with how much oh, yeah. I actually enjoyed it and how much I missed it. Like those first couple ones made me realize, like, oh man, this is this is the good stuff right here. And it was instantly apparent, like, oh yeah, I yep. remember these. <laughs> I remember these kind of matches. It's been oh, a while. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, they yeah. were so intense, man. So much fun, too. So much We fun. were like, I don't know, we were like kids in a candy store, right? <laughs> like, we couldn't, we didn't know which character to log in with first. It's like, I'm going to grab this character. Okay, I'm going to get this character. And then the next match, we would go get a different character. And we just couldn't, we couldn't contain ourselves. Well, it's crazy to think about. I mean, I don't, I was thinking about this earlier today. I don't know the exact, do you know the exact amount of time that we were without group battlegrounds? It was the was it the Q one DLC this year? Like back in the spring, that's that what I want to say. About right. So I guess it really hasn't been too long, but it seems like it has been years. Yeah, I mean a, a um, couple of patches. Uh, yeah, and we just, we, I mean, so many changes to the characters and so many new characters. Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually we were talking about that the other day that like. You and I both have come such a long way since then, yes. like both in our skills and just our characters' builds and stuff like that. And we were having a great time back in those days, mm-hmm. uh, but I think we're gonna have a much better time now just because we're so much better than we were then. Yes, I've I've thought a lot about that. The character, so much better characters, and just our skill improvement. Uh, it really opens the door for for some exciting stuff. Oh yeah, last night was fun. Um, we kind of had the full range of pre-made experiences too. Like yes. some, you know, some matches we were just totally getting flattened. Uh, other matches we were the ones doing the flattening. There were a couple that were actually like all three teams are fairly close, pretty intense, intense yep. matches uh, throughout. Um, and, I, and we we had a good. Uh, I felt like we had a good mixture of the different types of battlegrounds. And I, you know, you can. You know, I'm not sure your thoughts on this, but I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the different uh, battlegrounds. You know, we had some some of the flag stuff. We had uh, capture the relics, um, and we had a couple of death matches in there, and they were all through the fun. You know, there was a couple, there's <laughs> a couple flag games that maybe we were playing a little death matchy, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You get a you get a hefty enough lead, or if you're losing by enough, then yeah. it just becomes death match. Just you becomes know? <laughs> death match. Uh, yeah. But they were all man. It was just so much fun to get back into it. Um, it was fun to get into the sweaty, uh, swampy ones again. Uh, it was really cool, you know, as we kind of got into those, kind of shaking the rust off of going back into our strategies and and you know positioning yeah. and uh, where we need to be and how what angles we need to take. Yeah, because all that stuff was just like out the window yeah, for the past just... several months, right? Because your teammates are just like 
all over the place. There's no coordination whatsoever, unless you happen to get lucky once in a while and get some people on your team that kind of know what's up, but no, it doesn't happen often. Yeah, it was so exciting to kind of get back into that mindset in some really tough battlegrounds, but they were a lot of fun. Ah, oh, so much fun, man. What was your favorite? We did a few different pairings last oh, night. What was man. your favorite that we did? I knew you were going to ask me this. Um, <laughs> goodness. I I think my favorite one was the dual Stamplars. Just because that was fun. the double jabs was, and it, 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 wasn't it was really, unfair. It that was, was one of those. That was the one match where it's like, are we even having fun right it, now? It like we're just stomping everyone in sight. <laughs> so I was about to say, it wasn't a great match, but it was just so fun to see an entire team just come at us and just double jabs, and it was just like, oh man, that's. that's we also tough. got lucky, and uh, we had a really good healer on Fantastic our team as well. Healer. And I think we were the only team that had like a, a super strong, dedicated healer. And yeah, we were just just <laughs> dual jabbing, ever just mowing down oh. entire teams with this healer just keeping us alive. It was it was fun for a while, but then we sort of feeling sorry for <laughs> for the other players. That was the pairing that I that I think I had the most fun with, just because seeing that double jabs in action was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I know your favorite pairing, but I, I still I'm I'm interested to hear it. Well, I don't, I don't know. Um, actually, I think my favorite was um, the the classic duo. You're a Magplar healer, uh, and my Stamplar, uh, old Betsy. The uh, the the mains. The mains. Uh, <laughs> the 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 classic duo. I feel like the, those are the two. Like that, we we when we when you and I first started really getting into PvP and like deciding, okay, we're gonna get good at PvP. Those are the characters we were kind of latched onto at the time, and those uh, were the ones. They make a great. They they really do make a great pair. Oh, it's uh, perfect. I, I still pairing. think that's the case. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. That's actually. I was gonna guess you were gonna pick the duo uh, Stamsorks, but uh, that I agree with you. That one was a lot of fun. The classic pairing is just. It's a perfect fit. Yeah, double Stamsork, probably a close second. That's always <laughs> that's always an awesome time, man. You get those two knuckleheads together and uh <laughs> It's like it's like two things happening at once. Somehow there's a race happening, just like laps around the map, as well as the same time of killing who can get the most kills going on. Yeah, it's it's like when you run circles in a swimming pool and it just creates this cyclone. That's that's what's happening. Uh, that one was uh, a lot of fun. Oh yeah, dude. Stamsork. Dude, I am in love with Stamsork. I guess let's let's talk about Stamsork for a minute because I can't stop thinking about my Stamsork, uh, <laughs> Tane, uh, which is spelled like Wayne but with a T. Um, all caps. Dude, Don't forget the all, all caps. It's always all caps. Don't you dare put a lowercase letter in this guy's name. Uh, man, this guy is on another plane of existence right now, dude. Uh, he's just he's hitting so hard and he's just so much fun to play and he's just through and through a stamp sort like a stamp sort ass stamp sort oh yeah if there's if there's ever like a steroid outbreak in Nern, tane is the one he's gonna be the first one this dude's on roids they're gonna figure <laughs> out that this guy's got the performance enhancing stuff going on yeah yeah <laughs> um so i talked about him in the last couple of episodes uh and I had a build figured out that I wanted to do, and I'm basically still going for that same build, but uh, with one minor difference, which is uh, I'm no longer planning uh, to use this new uh, Ring of the Pale Order, which I still think could be awesome, and I think would be a great fit on a Stamsork. Um, but last week, I was playing with my Stamsork, and I've been wanting to try the Torque of Tonal Constancy uh, on him for a long time, because that's obviously the perfect mythic item for a Stamina Sorcerer. Uh, and since I'm waiting for this patch to come out, uh, had no reason not to just give that a try. Uh, side note, Torque, Torque of Tonal Constancy, if you don't have that mythic item already, the easiest farm in this game, I swear. So easy. Great so item. So easy too. to get a hold of. And such a cool item, yeah. I, I, I you know, I'd always said that's that was my favorite mythic, and, and it's probably not anymore. Now we got, you know, we'll talk later about that. But um, it's maybe the most underrated mythic item, too, I feel like. Really flies Maybe so. under the I radar. might agree with you now. Now that I've been using it, <laughs> I uh, I might be with you there. 
So so the build now is um, five pieces of Briarheart, which I, I can't imagine ever unequipping Briarheart <laughs> from this guy. It's just like fused to him at this point. <laughs> Um, five pieces sword dancer with dual precise daggers on the front bar uh, and then the master bow in the back bar uh, one piece molog kenna because basically all my characters have one piece molog kenna now um, and then the torque of tonal constancy um, Davis you use the torque on your stamp sword so you can back me up on this uh, the torque with dark deal is just a thing of beauty is it not? it's 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 a match perfectly. That item was made for that ability. It was made it was made for a stamp sword in general, I yeah, think. But it's specifically true. that ability. Uh, it's like I put this thing on, I jump into a BG, and it's like I'm hearing this beautiful Italian <laughs> opera, and uh, the torque and dark deal are like singing this duet together uh, and everything is moving in slow motion. Tane is like doing yeah. a, a spin to win execute in super slow-mo. You see a close-up of his grinning face. He's got beautiful uh, form. Yeah. <laughs> He's pointing his toes. Uh, all this pretty music's playing. Um, it really is just such a beautiful thing to watch the, those two things uh, interplay with each other. Because uh, Dark Deal, of course, you're trading Magicka for more stamina and and it's a huge burst heal at the same time. Uh, and then the Torque, if you if you don't remember, um, when you're below 50% stamina, you get 450 Magicka recovery. Uh, and then vice versa, if you're below 50% Magicka, you get 450 stamina recovery. And as a Stam Sork, you're constantly trading one resource for the other. You're kind of bouncing back and forth like that all the time. So the Torque is just juicing that up constantly. And... Davis, I think uh, in an episode in the past, you described it as like, it's just the resource that you need is always there when you need it. Like, yeah. no question. It's just when you when you need to streak, the magic is there to streak. When you need a dark deal, it's there. If you need a roll dodge, sprint, whatever you need to do, the, the resource is going to be there. Yes, very much so. It, it, it really, it just is such a great feeling because uh, it's you're getting that buff for whatever the resource that you're usually needing is you're getting that extra sustain yeah and i'm not even really trying to plan around it or anything you know i'm just kind of playing as a stam sork and it's just uh it's just everything flows and feels so perfectly perfect that's a that's a great point that's probably one of my favorite parts is that it just it happens so naturally you don't have to really plan for it or think about it it just naturally happens with the playstyle of a stam sork yeah yeah, it's, it's it's so perfect. So I don't know if I'm the authority that can say this or not, but I feel like this has got to be pretty close to the meta for a Stam Sork. Uh, Briarheart, Sword Dancer, uh, Master Bow, and the Torque of Tonal Constancy. I feel like if that's not the meta, it's got to be pretty close. Maybe we can consult with the, the council of ESO meta, <laughs> see what they have to say. Uh, but it's it's quite effective. I can tell you that much and super duper fun. Highly recommend it. Um, this, dude, this dude is going to be my guy this patch for sure. Based on the results that I've seen, if that's not the meta, I am terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please, please yeah. let that be the meta because if it's not, oh my gosh. <laughs> what's, what's cool too about it is uh, we're very much in a proc meta right now uh and this feels like a very like non-cheesy very fair build this feels like a build that i'm not going to get any hate whispers for right because it's not any passive venomous smite or any of that kind of stuff yeah. you know like i have to use my abilities to kill people now it's you might consider it to be a cheesy amount of damage that this dude's packing like stats wise but you still have to use the abilities to kill people uh so i think you know, I, I like that. I think being on the receiving end of it, it's, it's never fun to die, but it at least <laughs> maybe feels fair uh, as opposed to just casting one ability and then all these procs go off and do all the work for you, which is very, very common these days. I, I agree with you and disagree with you there. I think this build, that build is 100% not cheesy. I don't think that you can claim that with the build at all, but with the the kill count that i've seen him get i do think you're gonna get some hate whispers <laughs> i do think those are those are gonna head your way but uh, you know we always joke that if once you get a hate whisper for doing really well in a battleground that's how you know the build works that's your true 
christening that all right this build this builds this builds that's when good to go. you go ahead and you go ahead and gold out the jewelry right <laughs> yeah, then that's that's, <laughs> that's how you know that's that's that final step right there yeah um, uh, yeah, so we paired these guys up. My Stam Sork, your Stam Sork. Uh, what's going on with your Stam Sork these days, dude? First of all, I have to... This is maybe the one of my favorite nicknames, and you came up with this last night when we were doing the Battlegrounds. The the Torque Sorks. Yeah, uh, Dual Torque Sorks. Dual Torque Sorks. Love it. Uh, can't get over the <laughs> name. Um, fantastic. Uh, the biggest change that I actually am going to do with my stem sork, you know, we were running and we kind of, um, with the battlegrounds, we were kind of really able to get a good test on this sustain. Um, and my stem sork has always been this yin and yang build where it's a lot of sustain, but a lot of, you know, weapon damage, uh, and really more so with the, the two main, uh, sets, the ancient dragon guard, which is, uh, you know, an above 50% ability below 50% ability, along with mm-hmm. Eternal Vigor, which does the same thing. And then obviously you have the uh, Torque of, you know, the Torque that does kind of the same thing. But really, you kind of gave me this for, you know, you kind of planted the seed in my head. But with this extra sustain, he he really doesn't need the full sustain set. Uh, it's kind of an opportunity to kind of get more So you're damage. referring to, you're referring to the major minor endurance exactly. was like majorly buffed this major so like ev- everyone in the game has like a ton more sustain than they did before right and and it's live it's out there you know it's yeah. you you get that that huge buff um so i'm probably going to end up actually dropping uh eternal vigor um but uh when we were kind of playing around with different characters i actually have a set of 7th legion uh, on another one of my characters, and I think I'm going to move it over to my Stam Sork. Um, so nice. it's going to be a lot of extra damage. Uh, we talked about how well that the um, 7th Legion buff, you know, it's 15 second buff, and it works really well on Stam Sorks because they're unique that their armor buff lasts 15 seconds. And so that's kind of yeah. a perfect pairing there. Uh, and I like which that, is normally really annoying about a stam sort. Fifteen <laughs> seconds feels like no time yes, at all. It feels like you're spamming that ability. But for that, it's actually kind of nice because for a sork, your armor buff the the visual effect is mm-hmm. super obvious. So you can just clearly see, oh, my armor buff isn't up. That means my damage buff isn't up either. Exactly. That's it's pretty I, cool. Yeah, maybe one of the best uh, the best things for Seventh Legion is that that sort because, like you said, it you can. You will obviously know when your damage buff isn't up, uh, and it's so nice that they they have the same uh, duration. Um, so I'm going to switch Seventh Legion over uh, to get more damage out of it, and it's nice too. Eternal Vigor, uh, for those who don't remember, is that above 50%, you're getting extra sustain, uh, sustain, and below 50%, 50% health. Yes, when you're above 50% health, sorry, and then when you're below 50% health, you get uh, about a thousand health recovery. And so uh, the health recovery is still really nice. The sustain I don't really need, but Seventh Legion is also going to be giving me some health recovery. So it's going to kind of make up for that health recovery loss, but it's really going to switch that sustain to damage, which is kind of the perfect change in my mind, what I'm really trying to do uh, with with what Battlegrounds are right now. So uh, I haven't actually made this change, but it's like I said, I've already got that Seventh Legion set, so it's just a matter of moving gear around. Uh, but I'm really excited to to kind of make that change um, for What's the your, uh, What weapons are you using on that guy again? Uh, d- uh, dual daggers, uh, dual okay. precise daggers, just like uh, just like yours. At one, at, at some point, our stam sorks will just meld into this one being. That's <laughs> <laughs> slowly happening. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, the I I had a lot of fun with the stam sork. I actually. Uh, this was kind of funny. I ended up playing with him last night uh, due to uh, a, a bug with the launch. I originally wanted to um, throw my werewolf out there, Gift of the Rift. Uh, I got to I got to throw the name plug in there. <laughs> Always. Um, but for those of you, you know, I think a lot of people are aware there's a bug right now, and I know that the the werewolf ultimate is part of the bug. Uh, I know there's some other skills too. I don't know those skills off the top of my head. Maybe you know that. But um, basically what the bug is, is that when you log in, the werewolf ultimate ability is off your bar. And then when you look at your skills, uh, it's reset back to level one, no more zero experience. Uh, so when I logged in today and they still hadn't fixed it, you know, I just 
was like, you know what? There's an experience grind right now. Let me pop an experience scroll. I'll take advantage of the event. Uh, and I just went and leveled it up, morphed it again, uh, and got it just to the level one morph. And I really just did this because I was like, all right, let me hop into Battlegrounds just because I want to play with this you guy. Just, you're wanting to play with this dude. Yeah, I want to play with this werewolf. Uh, he's kind of the, my most recent character I wanted to finish, and I wanted to do some group Battlegrounds. Well, I took away Shrine to a different zone. Uh, I actually went to Markarth to look around uh, the new town. I hadn't had a chance to really get over there. Uh, and then I told you, I said, all right, I, I think I'm ready. Let's do this. And then I looked and I went, oh, wait a minute. Um, the bug is very persistent. It actually, it <laughs> when you leave the zone, it reset the ability. It took it off my bar again <laughs> and erased all the experience that I had gained leveling it back up. Uh, so that was... That's a rough bug. Um, and so it, just don't don't touch your werewolves till this thing is if, fixed. If you have any character that has these skills to doing this, just don't even touch them. Don't even log in with them because even if you try to level up the ability, it will erase it as soon as you leave the zone. Uh, I can't. I and yeah, it was it was is either when I left the zone or relogged with the character. I can't remember which one because I was switching characters around a lot. But essentially, the bug repeated itself. Uh, it erased all the uh, the experience I gained and. Um, uh, important to note, I think, is that it steals your skill point. So it yeah. it re- erases it, but you don't get your skill points back. So when I re-leveled up and re-morphed it, I just spent another skill point and it stole my second skill point. So uh, <laughs> announcement there for anybody that thinks on my mindset, if they're like, well, I'll just level it up so I can play with it. Don't do that. Uh, that bug will come back to get you. Uh, so Yeah, hopefully you get both of those skill points back, I'm, I'm right? a little worried about that uh hopefully i don't know how they're gonna fix that you know I, that's that's a whole different thing but i i'm hoping i can get both those skill points back and not just Surely. the one from the original one but hopefully they have some way of resetting that but uh one day i'm hoping to play with the werewolf uh he he just is at the point where i just got him where he's kind of um all of his gears coming together and everything's kind of working out um to where I was getting into the battlegrounds that I wanted to do. So I'm, I'm still excited to play with them. Probably the biggest thing that I would mention about him is, man, oh man, did I underestimate that uh, increased poison damage uh, passive. Oh, yeah. Especially the meta right now. Exactly. Venomous smite running around everywhere. Exactly. I think... It wouldn't be as, you know, it's a 25% increased poison damage, which is, you know, that's huge. It's quite a bit. It's like a Malakath band of brutality yep. if you were to face off against Bobby. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's the part that I, it's like, it's like two puzzle pieces that I was very aware of. Like I knew the buff existed and I knew that poison was all over the meta right now, but it's just mm-hmm. like, I didn't put those two puzzle pieces together until I started really doing some of these real battlegrounds at like a real MMR. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of poison in Battlegrounds right now. So yeah, a lot. Um, I think that I still think the build's going to work great because he he was getting um, he gets kills. You know, he does the damage to get kills, but he he gets hit hard from some characters, which quite a few because of the poison out there. Uh, so he's one that if they get that bug fixed, I'm really, really excited uh, to pair him. You know, we're talking about these fun pairings really excited to pair him with a healer one of your support characters or some sort of healer i think it's going to be a really cool pairing if we can get that set up uh yeah you had mentioned before actually that uh you you thought it would be cool to run your werewolf uh with my stamina warden healer hambone Mm -hmm. uh, and how that could be a cool pair and i think you're really onto something there and that was i don't know a week or so ago when you mentioned that but i've been thinking about it ever since because I've been trying to come up with a list of kind of what what are the advantages of being a stamina healer? Like, what do they bring to the table? Why would a team want a stamina healer versus a typical uh, magic healer? So I think that right there is one great example. A werewolf is a very fast play, fast paced, very aggressive play style. Uh, and Hambone here being uh, a wood elf in medium armor with a bow, he's over the speed cap, so he can keep up with anybody. Yeah, which is huge because not many healers are going to be able to keep up with the werewolf. I think that, I mean, that's that's massive. Yeah, and being a stamina build, he has the stamina sustained to keep going and going and going if he needs to 
uh, you know, sprint for long periods of time to stay up with the team. Uh, if you're rolling with a, a full stamina squad and everyone moves really fast, you're going to be able to stay right up in the action with them. Yeah. I, and I think that's really cool too, because, you know, when you do a group in a battleground with, and if you have a healer, the strategy is kind of like, all right, let's stick with the healer. You know, you always kind of want to keep the healer in. Well, this, this style of play is really going to be, the healer is really going to be able to keep up with the group. You don't really have to worry about sticking with the healer because the healer is going to be right there the whole time. Yeah, and it's it's interesting too because the way all the abilities work, it's like melee healing. You know, like you have to be you have to be close to your teammates to be effective. Uh, I just imagine that like, you know, like a character's getting stabbed and old handbones like sticking a band-aid right after, like, oh, I got you, bud. Don't worry. Let me let me patch that right there. All right, continue. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh so that ath- that athletic style of play, I think, is uh, is one big advantage in in PvP anyway. Uh, in PvE, I don't think there really are any serious advantages other than it just being fun. Um, but it's really just from a PvP perspective. Sure. Um, one, I think, maybe the biggest advantage is that nobody suspects that you're the healer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've I've noticed this again and again. I've been playing with this guy a lot here lately. You can seriously just be standing in front of someone and spamming healing abilities right in front of their face, and they just they don't connect the dots that this this guy <laughs> holding the daggers or holding the bow is the group's primary healer. Uh, it just it just does not compute, and so you end up not getting focused the way healers typically do. Uh, and even if if you do, if someone does catch wind that you're the healer and starts trying to focus you. You're a medium armor, roly-poly stamina build, so it's so easy to just disengage, slip away, use your speed-capped movement speed to reposition, get to a safe vantage point, keep healing the team. Uh, So in PvP, I think there actually are a number of really nice advantages uh, to being a stamina healer versus a magic healer. I don't know if it totally outweighs. Sure. You know, magic healers are super powerful, but there at least are some things you can say, like, this is why I want to be a stamina healer because they do these things. Uh, I, I like that. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, you know, you talk about kind of if someone actually does realize the focus. Another another point is that you can run right into your group. Like you said, that melee healing, you can run right into the group. And that it that makes it hard to target the healer if they're right in the middle of the team, right in melee range. Uh, oh, yeah. You're not going to land all your abilities on that healer. Yeah, Totally. Um, I mentioned using uh, dual daggers. I talked about him couple three weeks ago uh i talked about um thinking about putting daggers on his back bar instead of a two-hander i I went ahead and did that i think that was a very good move i can definitely tell tell a big difference in uh just the amount of healing that he does so dual daggers on the back bar i think is probably the best way to go for a stamina healer Uh, i've also noticed that blood altar uh the what's that is it an undaunted ability i think it's an undaunted yeah um that's one of the main healing abilities I've been using. That ability is straight OP in certain situations. And I think uh, the sweatier the match, the more you're getting out of Blood Altar. So it costs a paltry amount of health, like such a tiny amount of health to cast. I consider it to be a free cast, basically. Um, and it puts this little uh, altar on the ground. Uh, and then it applies minor lifesteal to everyone in a 28 meter radius so that's like a 56 meter that's area huge. total so it's like just everyone yeah the map. that's the battleground literally map. just everyone <laughs> uh yeah and in the sweaty matches man everyone has a ton of aoe damage that they're throwing around everywhere so if you have caltrops on the ground and you have a few enemies standing in that then all of those enemies are getting minor lifesteal and so you know your ally is getting that heal over time from all of those enemies being affected by that that aoe um so usually when I look at combat metrics after a after a match and I look at like what abilities are doing the most healing this is usually number 1 blood altar. And it's one that I think can fly under the radar cuz you look at it you read the tooltip and minor life steal it's like a it's a pretty small heal over time uh, but but when you can when you consider that AoE factor and how you can be getting it from a, a several different enemies at once uh, it can actually be super duper strong. Yeah. Uh, and I think 
you know, since you told me about this skill and how well it was working out, I've been excited. You know, this is one of the why one of the reasons I was excited for this pairing. But I think a huge part of this too is, you know, the undaunted passive. You know, this works, you know, obviously everybody when they think the undaunted passive, you think, all right, the max max stats. Well, there's that other undaunted passive when you activate the ally synergy that you get you restore a bunch of your max stats. And this you know, this is a a common way to take ad- full advantage of that passive. Uh, yeah, I think it provides a synergy exactly, and I think that's a huge part to this too, because that's an additional heal on top of this heal that's already working. Just by you, you know, I, I got to look up the numbers, but I think it's like when you activate it, you restore four percent of your health, stamina, and magicka. Uh, so just an, another bonus to this ability. I'm really excited to. Uh, to pair this up, uh, like I said, with the werewolf, but really with anybody, I think it's going to be really exciting to. Um, yeah, any like stam squad, yeah. I think. Like if we're doing an all stam squad, we need a healer, uh, no question, man. Let me get handbone. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, but uh, just a quick reminder: we're talking about this build. I haven't even said what the build is. I mean, I've said it in past episodes, but a quick reminder: it's just powerful assault, Hercene's veneer. Uh, Mighty Chudan. It's just a 5-5-2 setup. Uh, bow in the front bar, dual precise daggers on the back bar. Uh, I like it a lot. We'll probably be doing a build spotlight for this character in the near future. Uh, this is one that I've kind of been sinking a lot of time and energy into because I've just been really fascinated with the idea of a stamina healer mm-hmm. and how to make a good one. Uh, and I, I think this is a pretty good one. I think I have him pretty much locked in. It's got to finish um, getting a couple of passives unlocked, and that's pretty much it. I think he's he's already got all the gear, all the right traits. It, it's everything's in place. So uh, look out for a spotlight on that in the next couple of episodes. Uh, on the topic of healers, Davis, you're telling me that there's some you, you have some uh, s- some ideas for your your main healer, your Magplar. Actually, you guys share a name, right? Davius Starjumper. <laughs> oh, Davius Starjumper, the what started it all. Started it all. You've been dropping these hints that you have something something cooking here. There's, so what gives? There's What's some the deal? there's some juiciness here. So I you know. I feel like, you know, I got to prepare you here. Just prepare yourself a little bit. So, Oh, no. Um, okay. First of all, I just have to say the group battlegrounds, uh, I'm so excited to actually bring Davius back. He has 100% been a tank uh, since solo battlegrounds. I tried it out way... Like a PvE tank, Yes, you a mean. PvE dungeon tank is really what he's yeah. been. Um, I, I stopped doing battlegrounds with him. He just didn't work. He is... To, uh, just to remind people, his PvP setup is 100% heals. He does zero damage. Um, he uses the um, the passive uh, from the Sigic Order. Well, it's not a passive, but the ability from the Sigic Order that actually turns his light and heavy attacks into heals. And so he mm-hmm. actually does not have any damage abilities um, and just heals. And it just wasn't working for the single queue, you know, the solo queue battlegrounds. So I'm extremely excited to be able to bring him back. I've got to do, I've actually got to, and, and you know, we tested him out last night, but I, and I really kind of realized that I've got some, some changes I have to make to him because I've transitioned him so much into being a tank that he, he I kind of have to switch some things back to uh, make him kind of the PVP healer, which I will be doing. Uh, and just some updates, you know, he, he really hasn't been updated for PVP. Like he's still wearing full M pin. Uh, and not that you can't do that, but I think there's some extra benefits that he can get by leaving some stuff on the table by going all in exactly. these days. Yeah. Um, so the big juicy change, and I, I feel like you really have to prepare yourself for this because this is this is kind of what started his build. Is that I is the Cold Harbor's favorite is where it summons if you deal damage, uh, it has a chance to do an AOE damage, or if you heal, it has a chance for an AOE heal. I actually am probably going to be dropping Cold Harbor's favorite from the Davius build. No more honor. No more honor. But you, but <laughs> <laughs> you got there's me. the episode title. You got, yeah, you got me on that one. You got me on <laughs> no that. I walked, I walked right into it. So, um, but here's the thing: is that you know da- the Davius heal build is very unique, just in the sense it deals no damage, but it's also really unique in the stats. Is that Really, his sustain is when he. I use the healing ultimate, the uh, the ri- uh, ritual. Is that what it's called? I can't remember the name, Billy, off the top of my head. But I use the healing ultimate, where it's the the Templar healing ultimate, 
And really when he's casting that, that's really what I use for sustain is that he has shulks as one of his sets uh, and he's a Nord. And so he builds that ultimate up and then I pop that ultimate. And while I'm casting that, I just wait for my magic to build back up. So usually by the time I'm done casting it, I have enough to get right back to the ultimate again, cast it and just kind of rinse repeat. Well, uh, as I've said in past episodes, I'm extremely excited for this Pearls of El Nefe mythic item. Uh, as soon as I read it, I said, all right, this is my new favorite mythic. It's going right on Davius. It's perfect for his setup. Um, it, and, and to remind those, if you, if you don't know off the top of your head what it does, essentially when you cast a heal um, and your main resource is under, I think it's under 30%, uh, I think that's right. then you gain five ultimate. So as I said, Davis is not a sustain. He, his, he's usually always empty. And so uh, he doesn't have a lot of sustain. So I, it's very common to be under 30% sustain with him. And it'll just build ultimate. And I don't think there's a cap on that. I, I really want to test it out because he's all he does is heal. So if that five is just going to be stacking every heal I have with the dots and the extended ritual, uh, that can amount to a lot of ultimate. And so, well, I think you have to cast. It's like when you cast the ability, sure, but right? and, and yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, you know, his spammable is Breath of Life, so <laughs> so he's he should be getting quite a bit uh, of ultimate, you know. Um, and, oh, yeah. and so with that, I'm going to kind of go fully into, surprise, surprise, an ultimate build. Um, <laughs> and so I think I'm going to take the Cold Harbor's favorite off, and I'm actually going to put uh, potentates on there, a three-piece potentates, to, okay. to actually reduce the cost of his ultimate a little bit. So get that a little bit lower, easier to cast. Um, and then probably do, um, you know, one-piece trainee, and then have the Pearls of Elnafe. And so he'll actually have Shulks, three-piece potentates, uh, the Pearls of Elnafe, and then um, the Chokethorn monster set, which uh, that was kind of really what I was deciding is, all right, do I want to drop Chokethorn or do I want to drop Cold Harbor's favorite? Chokethorn is so strong. Yeah, and, and Chokethorn just won for me because as much as I love Cold Harbor's favorite, and that, like I said, that's really kind of what started the build is how can I make Cold Harbor's favorite be 100% heals? Well, if I deal no damage, then it's 100% heal AoE. And it's a strong heal, but it compared to Chokethorn, Chokethorn is a smart heal, and it's such a strong smart heal. It just, it almost just takes a, a, a member of my team, and I just don't have to worry about that person. Chokethorn has that yeah. person. I'll focus on the others. And you don't have to worry about them standing in the right place and the way you do it, with Cold Harbor's favorite. Exactly, and you just said it. Is that Cold Harbor's? I love it, but that AOE. There's so many missed heals and missed opportunities. It misses a lot. Yep, happening out there. Because uh, I can't control where it pops up. It just kind of pops up. And so Chokethorn ended up winning winning over in that. And so um, I still have to put the build together. You know, I have to I have to farm the pearls. Um, but I'm really... That is surprising. I thought you were like really attached I, to that little guar. <laughs> I do love that set. Uh, I'll still have it. I don't, I don't think I'll use it just because on this, without this build, I don't think it'll work. But... Uh, I do love yeah. I do love that uh, set. I still I still it's one of my favorites. Um, it was fun for a while. It was it was a lot of fun, and it's still we got really attached to that little guy, uh, the little guar that pops up old and honor. heals us. Um, hey man, he's saved my butt so many yeah. times. We need to like we need to do like a Bill Brasky toast uh, to the little yeah, guar. This for you, honor. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time? Uh, uh, I mean, you've played with me enough, even in the past when we've done group battlegrounds. You've heard me probably yell many a time, "Save me, guar!" Is there so many oh, times you've prayed? Yes. You've prayed to honor many times. Many a times in the, mid- in the middle of a, of a swampy match. Uh, I've, I've prayed <laughs> to that little Guar to save me when I'm getting focused. But uh, I'm really excited for, for what this, this new style could be because I really think uh, he's just going to be... I mean, that ultimate is just going to be happening a lot. Uh, I think Potentates is going to reduce the cost by about 15%. And I think it costs somewhere around 120 So we're looking probably, you know... Uh, I don't know the quick math off my head, but somewhere between 10, 20 ultimate dropping off of that. So it's going to be somewhere around 100 ultimate, maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, and he's already a Nord. He's already got Shulks. I'm going to have the Pearls. I think he's just going to be constantly popping that ultimate. And if anybody's been in a battleground, they know when a Templar pops that ultimate that it's kind of like, all right, he popped that ultimate. Let me move away. 
and find someone else to hit. And once that ends, I'll go right back at him. And so I'm hoping just to be constantly almost fit that ultimate into my rotation. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice, man. Yeah, you already like popped that thing almost on cooldown, it mm-hmm. seems. So <laughs> that'll be <laughs> that'll be sweet. Uh, right on, man. Anything, any other builds or BG stuff you want to talk about before we move along? I think it's interesting to me with these changes. I mean, I don't know if you've looked at it a lot, but I've, I've, a lot of my characters, I'm kind of moving things around, uh, which I was kind of surprised me. So like right now, you know, I talked about the seventh Legion on my Stam Sork. So I'm moving that from my Stam Pilar to my Stam Sork. Uh, the Potentates is actually on my Stam DK. And so I'm actually taking the potentates from my Stam DK and moving it to, as I said, Davius. And on, and I'll probably just put Werewolf Hide uh, back on my Stam DK just to kind of go. That's that's a full ultimate build. And so uh-huh. I've already got that in the bank. He used to wear that. So it's been kind of funny to me how I'm kind of taking sets and kind of shifting them around. Uh, I'm gonna have to find a new set to replace the Seventh Legion on my Stamplar. But I've been kind of wanting to take that set off my Stamplar, so I'm excited for kind of an opportunity to find a good use for it on my Stam Sork uh, to see now kind of opens up what I can do with my Stamplar. I'm taking recommendations for what, what my, my my new Stamplar set could be. Uh, my Scrolling podcast, <laughs> gmail.com. What should Davius's Stamplar build be? Stamplar is... We should do like some kind of contest where someone yes. gets to... Whatever someone <laughs> says your build is, that's what it has to be. Oh. Please, please we'll think about send it. in a hundred emails that all recommend students. <laughs> First character <laughs> to wear their students. <laughs> finally, did it. finally happened. Finally happened, everyone. What about you? Any any other changes that you're you're thinking about or focusing on? Oh, only like a million. <laughs> all like, all the characters, all the it's above. It's just my my head is swirling with so many possibilities. I won't go into any details, but I have a cool idea for a a mag sork. Like hybrid. Oh, I'm excited about uh, this one. Hybrid as in uh, damage and healing, not as in stamina and magicka. It's a, it's a magicka uh, sorcerer, but it's um, I, you know, I I ended up deciding to not use the pale order ring for my uh, stam sork. So I've, I've been trying to think of a new way to use it, uh, and I think on a mag sork healer could be really cool because you think about. If they're using, if I'm also wearing the redistributor set along with spell power cure, which I've already been using on my Magsork. So if I'm wearing those two sets, redistributor, whenever I overheal myself, it it sends a heal to a nearby ally. So if I'm using Ring of the Pale Order and I'm damaging enemies, that that damage is causing me to heal myself, which which then causes uh, that redistributor set to heal someone else. Uh, and then if and then if that overheals them, it'll spar- it'll proc uh, spell power cure on them. And of course, spell power cure already proc'd on me. Anyway, I said I wasn't going to get into details, but <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that build with you. I can't wait to see that one. I love love the idea that you've taken pale order this solo play. You know, forget the rest of the team. This is a solo, and you've taken it and turned it into a group item that is going to be fantastic for a group support damage character. I I can't wait to see that build in action. I think that's going to be awesome. It's the idea. I mean, we'll just have to see. I haven't I haven't gotten the pale order yet, and who knows how effective it'll be. But the idea seems viable. I think it could work. And that's not my only like the build will have other healing sure, stuff sure. going on as well. So I think it'll be a very the the cool thing about a Magsork as a support character to me has always been that. Um, they're really good about providing support while staying on offense mm-hmm. and still being a magsork and getting lots of kills and doing lots of damage while also passively providing this nice blanket of support. So I'm trying to like lean into that a little bit. And I think the pale order ring can really play into that very nicely. Yeah, that's going to I'm excited to see that one. Yep. So a bunch of other stuff that I'm fiddling with, but uh, we can talk about that in future episodes when those have kind of come together a little bit more. Uh, but that's pretty much been the last couple of weeks. We missed last week's episode, so I'm kind of catching up a little bit with uh, with stuff we've been up to. Yeah, that was that was a little unexpected. <laughs> now, it may surprise you, but there was more than just grouping return to returning to battlegrounds. No, we talked about uh, this. this. That week. was that's all we needed out of this patch. Best patch ever. <laughs> they brought group battlegrounds back. That's all we needed. It's done. 
There, there was some other stuff though. Uh, this, uh, this is the Mark Harth DLC. It's so hilarious. It's taken us an hour into our podcast to talk about the new DLC. About the actual DLC of the past. Sure, sure, sure. So it's Q4. It's the Mark Harth DLC. Um, this is always the Q4 in my mind is always a very like story focused. It's about exploring this zone uh getting into the story doing some some role play you know there's other stuff going on with the dlc of course but in my mind that's kind of what it's always about in q4 yeah um so that's what i've been trying to start to get into i mean the, the patch just dropped yesterday so we're just barely scratching the surface right now um but davis would ask you a question if you could have if you had one word to describe the launch of this patch <laughs> <laughs> what what word might you choose? Uh, I'm gonna go with um, sticking with the Nord theme. I'm gonna say a little tipsy. It's a little tipsy. <laughs> okay. A little tipsy on the launch. Well, it's a little. That's a good word for it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, uh, a little buggy. Maybe is another word yeah. uh, that you might use. A lot of bugs uh, in this patch. Not to say. I mean, I think. It's a good patch, yeah. uh, conceptually, uh, but there are some bugs, and there, you know, it's not the worst I've seen. Honestly, I've seen some patches with some bad bugs. All right, some real bad yeah. bugs. Um, there's a few fairly bad ones here. In particular, there's a light attack weaving bug, especially on like ranged attacks. That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but the thing is, what, what sets my mind at ease is pretty much every significant bug that I've seen reported, the developers have uh, confirmed that they're aware of it and that they're working on it. Mm-hmm. So honestly, as, as long as we get that kind of chime in from the developers, I feel like I can relax and trust that eventually that's going to get worked out and it's no big deal. Yeah, I feel like you're, there's going to be bugs now and then. Yeah, and they, they all seem you know fixable. Like you said, the developers have, have said they're aware of them, and they all seem like fixable bugs. Uh, it's a little surprising to me. I don't know your thoughts on it. You know, leading up to this was an interesting um, PTS patch note cycle. Is that it was like we hit that one uh, update, and it was like all this stuff, and then it was like. It seemed like every PTS patch notes since then was like bug fixes, bug fixes, bug fixes. And I think I just caught me off guard. We That probably was a precursor to something that I just wasn't aware of. But I took it as, wow, like they're, this thing's really going to be, this thing's really going to be perfect at launch. Like they are cleaning up. They are, they are really polishing this thing. This is going to have a polished launch. And I think I just totally misread that is that there was a lot of bug fixes, bug fixes in those patch notes because there's, they, they, they were seeing a lot of bugs with this. There were a lot of bugs. Yeah. (laughs) That was why there were so many bug fixes in there. Yeah. That might've had something to do with it. uh, It seems, although I don't know some of these, like that light attack weaving thing, I don't think was even on PTS. Yeah. Some, there's definitely some unintended kind of out of the blue stuff that happened for sure. Same thing with the, the, you know, the skill bug. Uh, the werewolf is how I mentioned it, but uh, yeah. there's other other abilities that that's that that's same exact issues happening on. Yeah, but you know, the my, in my past experience, if the developers acknowledge that 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 they're aware of that bug, mm-hmm. that usually means they think they know how to fix it. So I don't know. I'm just kind of relaxing and, and trusting uh, yeah, that that's going to work all, itself All out. that to be said, like I'm, I'm right there with you. I am. I have no concerns about it, and I think it's going to be fixed pretty quick. I, I'd be even willing to bet that you know, by next by next episode, where a lot of these are already going to be probably cleaned up. Hopefully so, especially that light attack weaving one. Have you had a chance to check out the the new solo arena yet? I have not. You know, you've already you've already said no more honor for me. And I have to take <laughs> I have to use that again because I haven't explored, you know, we're only one day in, but I, you know, I as 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 the, you know, all things Nord, never ending Nord, you know, Lord of Nords, all the character names. I haven't really explored the zone very much. I I went to the zone for the first time just a little bit earlier. Uh, today and so i you know it's it's a it's probably you better enjoy it while you still can man i know it's it's the the year of the nord uh, is coming to a close i can't even talk about that that's that's um (laughs) 
You know, in my mind, it's always the year of the Nord. Did you bring any expansion? I'm going to bring the Nords to that expansion. Don't you worry. But uh, I really got to I got to dive into the zone more. I haven't really had a chance to. I've been so focused on the group battlegrounds and tinkering with characters that I really haven't uh, fully, you know, dove into this this new zone and, and the new the new town. What's interesting is it's actually not very Nord centric at all from what I've seen. It's all it's all Reachmen. It's all Reachmen. Uh, it's all these Reachmen people, and they're they're pretty cool. Like I, I'm, I don't know, a few quests into the to the main story, and I'm kind of starting to get to know these these Reachmen folks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's they're kind of an interesting people. I like this like uh, this race of like barbaric magic users. You know, they're like these these witch people. Yeah, uh, and I think that's really cool. And you can definitely tell that story wise, they're trying to paint these reachmen in a new light they've been misunderstood yeah they're wary and hostile towards outsiders but you know just like in the real world people who are hostile towards outsiders they probably have a really good reason for it they probably had experiences in the past that made them that way mm-hmm. uh and we're kind of uncovering a bit of that uh which i think is really neat and reflects like i said real world stuff yeah i, I will say that what i've seen of the brief just like i said just brief walkthroughs and stuff I'm really excited about the, especially Markarth, the town. Uh, really, really cool. Well designed, like you said. I think what I really liked is what you told me. You really kind of described it is they did some really cool stuff vertically. And that's such a perfect way to explain it is what they, there's these, all these stairs and it gets really high up, really tall, a lot of like really high sights. Um, you know, I, I talked about yeah. this on past episodes, but I think I think I'm gonna relocate. I think my home is gonna move to this town. I think it's you know, as long as I stay in Skyrim, uh-huh. stay in a Nord Zone. I know you're not calling a Nord Zone, but hey, a Nord don't... among Reachmen. <laughs> you never thought I'd this see is, the day. This is Nordlands. You can't don't don't let those Reachmen <laughs> tell you otherwise. This is Nordlands here. <laughs> uh, you're occupying. <laughs> I see. <laughs> um. I checked out the Vatishran uh, arena a little bit. I tried it on normal, thinking I was. It was like thirty minutes before I had to go to work, and I was thinking I'm just going to knock this out on normal real quick, see what it's about. Uh, and you know, it's split into three different kind of sub arenas. So I went into one of them, the the Hercene, the the Hunter's Grotto one, uh, and I could not beat the last boss, which I, I tried I think three times, but I wiped all three times. Um, I think there's just some mechanic there that i'm not privy to sure. that's like just didn't know how to stay alive so i need to i don't know watch the outcast guide or something <laughs> what uh what character um, did you run it on i was in my main Magblade, okay. uh, my, my pve main uh mag sure. blade and it's cool there's some neat uh like there's a grappling hook that you can use which if, if you've done the southern elsewhere quests uh you've seen that before um but it's really neat it's not just a, a gimmick it's actually um you use it in the boss fight like it's a it's a mechanic in the boss fight and i think that's really neat that is really neat. that's exciting yeah um so yeah i need to learn those mechanics and um and give that another shot but it is cool it looks really cool i like the design of it way better design than the other arenas where it's like wave after wave after enemy it really is more like a a solo dungeon that you're working your way through uh, so I, I do like that that's really neat. I, I, I kind of wondered about that, if it was going to be kind of like the arenas where it's just wave, wave, and then you move. Uh, so it actually is kind of a pathway dungeon style. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's arena. totally Very that. Cool. Yeah, there's, I don't think, my understanding is the whole thing is that way. I don't know if there's like any wave-based encounters um, at all. That's awesome. And uh, I think we're just kind of waiting for the dust to settle on these major minor buff and debuff changes. I feel like the jury's still out on that. I can't believe that no further adjustments were ever made on that. Uh, It seems pretty drastic. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how things play (laughs) out. One thing that I think we haven't mentioned in the in past episodes, but major and minor courage. The, mm-hmm. Those damage buffs that like spell power cure, spell power cure gives you uh, major courage, uh, was nearly doubled. Major courage is 430 weapon and spell damage now instead of 258. So it used to be like if you were wearing spell power cure, you were giving your teammates basically the equivalent of like a warrior moondust stone or something like that. Now you're giving them the equivalent of like new moon acolyte <laughs> or, or better than yeah. new moon acolyte. That's wild. I mean that's a that's a huge buff. I mean spell power cure 
is great to use just as your own selfish damage set now. 430 <laughs> yeah. Wep- yeah. Uh, weapon and spell damage from any overhealing. That You know, that's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I'm excited about this, too. On, on you know, go back to my werewolf build. I did the, uh, the pact uh, morph that it won't give to me right now, but... <laughs> Uh, that actually gives minor courage, so another buff ah, to that. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Actually, is going to give team buff. So I'm with you. I can't believe these have just remained unchanged and really untalked about. Like they kind of announced it, and then it's like they've forgotten that they did it or something. I don't know. It's like it's interesting, it's, and in some ways, it kind of makes it easier to like put builds together. You know, like when I'm <clears throat> when I'm trying yeah. to decide like what abilities to slot or whatever. Like I feel like Camo Hunter is a great example. Camo Hunter has fallen off of uh, several of my characters' bars because it's mm-hmm. like, well, that minor berserk isn't so enticing anymore. I don't really think I have to have it the way like I used to feel like I was really missing out if I didn't have that. Um, yeah, I'm 100% with you. I'm doing the same thing. A lot. Camo Hunter is dropping uh, on a lot of my builds. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Markarth, I think we'll probably have more to say about Markarth maybe next week or the week after, uh, we, we, we got to get in there, do some quests, uh, have some experiences that we can talk about, <laughs> tear ourselves away from battlegrounds for 10 yeah, minutes just to do a quest or two. Say, say, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta really step away from the group battlegrounds if we, if we're able to, but every now and then we'll, we'll get some quests in there and we'll, we'll, we'll. We'll, we'll explore this new zone. Yeah, we'll get in there, and I'm sure it'll be great. Q4, the, the story is always pretty cool. No emails this week, but if you'd like to send us an email, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrollin with an I-N, no G. Uh, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, a few shout-outs. I want to shout-out to GrizzlyCon, Mr. Moon, and Murph. Uh, there's some guild members that helped me farm uh, some sword dancer pieces out of the Blessed Crucible for my Stam Sork, and uh, Grizzly was actually uh, got got one of the daggers that I needed. So big, big thanks Very to nice. you guys. That build is totally complete and done and finished, uh, and it's like the best build in the world. So I, I appreciate it very, very much. For for all those players, now you know when you when you send Tain those hate messages, you can also forward that to the Stoon Goons Guild members. I will be forwarding all hate whispers to Grizzly, Mister Moon, and Murph. Uh, we'll, we'll blind carbon copy all of you. Uh, so those guys are members of our guild, which is called Stoon's Goons. Um, we are a social guild that somewhat focuses on PvP, but of course we do it all. Uh, main thing we really do is just kind of hang out in Discord and talk about build ideas, honestly, for the most part. Uh, you know, maybe swap some memes, tell some jokes here and there. Um, now that group BGs are up, we're going to be taking every possible opportunity uh, to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, everyone is welcome to join up. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. All experience levels, welcome. You just have to be... Mm-hmm. CP 160, I guess would be the only rule. CP 160 or above. <laughs> uh, but as far as like, you've never done Battlegrounds, you've never done PvP at all. Well, hey, jump on board. Let us carry you. You know, it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Or, it'll be know, a lot of fun. I don't know if we could make that promise to carry you or not. But, uh, <laughs> we'll have fun, however, whatever the result. It'll be a great so. way to learn. Absolutely. To have yeah. some people with a little bit of experience and, uh, and all that. We'll be on Discord. Uh, I think... I think we probably would for like the pre-made nights. I think we would kind of require that people be on Discord, but not that you talk, right? You can mute yourself. You just would sure. you need to be able to hear when we're saying like, you know, let's position over here or whatever. Anyway, sure. um, don't you and and don't you all worry. We we've all got our stunes set on. We're all loving. We all love that set. You know, it's yeah. Don't ask, don't tell. We're, we're just <laughs> assuming you're wearing stunes. We're, we're not going to ask any questions. We just trust everybody is wearing their student set. Don't nobody's even worried about it. I'm thinking Tuesday nights is probably going to end up being the night where most of it goes down, uh, just because my schedule is kind of weird, and that's that's the time that's going to be most convenient for me. Um, could possibly do Wednesday nights instead if people like that better. So we could talk about that. Um, but for now, I think we're going to be moving it to Tuesday nights. And I think we'll probably keep Friday night as like an unofficial goon night where um, 
you know, if I can, if 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 we're up for it, if we can make it happen, we'll do it on a Friday night because that's when some people that's the only time they're available. So I still want to like try to make that happen, like like Goon Junior. That's the Goon Junior night. Goon <laughs> Junior. Well, and it, it's cool. You know, maybe someday we'll get to a point where you know Tuesday night Goon night. That's our battleground. We're grouping up for battlegrounds. Maybe Friday becomes like Imperial City. You know, we'll yeah. figure this out. But we'll get it. We'll get it really set up. Um, so I think that's about going to wrap it up for episode 37. Thank you guys very much for listening. I hope we see you next time for episode number 38.